Welcome to the Accepted Authority, where we talk about how to overcome a common growth challenge. And today uh, we've got Greg Roweth, as always. G'day, Greg. G'day, Andy. Good to be here again. Absolutely. Now, today we're going to talk about how do we charge what we're worth? And the reason why we're talking about this is I know that you've had some conversations, Greg, around this. I've been looking at, at sort of how to reframe what we do at Concurve, which has been a process as well. And I think that if you if you're watching or listening in consulting, it's fairly common in professional services, it's fairly common to go down a time and materials versus more appealing about what is valuable. So I think it's a great conversation. So why don't we kick it off, Greg? Like, how, how do you t- tackle that? You know, how do we charge what we're worth in a professional services mm. environment? Yeah, it's a really um, topical um, topic, if I can, um, current you know, conversations I'm having with clients at the moment around, yeah, how do we charge what we're worth? Um, you know, they've often complain about uh, having to put in proposals and worrying about their hourly rates and, and mm. how much they can charge. Um, and what I encourage them to do is to to really try and break the mould and, and get away from hourly rate charging. Uh, and it's difficult to do in a uh, a scenario where that's the traditional approach and, and you know a lot of uh, consulting and professional services in general have that hourly based pricing you know time and materials pricing model entrenched in in the uh, you know historical way they do things but a lot of firms are breaking away from that and what I encourage my clients to do is to think more about the value of the outcomes that they achieve for for their clients. And rather than selling a service, um, sell a solution. And, um, you know, that can be packaged up in a a different way where it's not about the time that you spend on the project. Um, It's really, you know, helping a client in the sales process and in the marketing process understand the real value of the, the transformation that the consultant can achieve and then packaging the service around that transformation and um, and the outcome that can be achieved for a client so that the client can see a real comparison between you know the outcome they'll achieve and the value of that and then the price they'll have to pay. Mm. Um, you know, again, a lot of proposals, you know, based on an hourly rate are open-ended as well, which I think, you know, makes it hard for a client to make a decision because if we're, say, you know, charging, you know, for providing services and our fees are based on $500 an hour uh, you know, rate, um, you know, how many hours is it going to take? Um, you know, so if we can package that and, you know, over time we we have a good feel for how long a project should take and particularly if we're marketing in the right way and attracting clients that are of a similar ilk where we're solving the same problem for them, you know, we, we know within Kui that, you know, the program or project is going to take a certain amount of time. So we can be pretty confident about charging a fixed fee for that, even if, you know, that boils down at the end of the day to a, an hourly rate in terms of how we cal- calculate our price the client doesn't have to know what our hourly rate is and it, and we don't have to talk about in terms of how long it will take. It's really about the outcome we're going to achieve 
or the price we're going to charge. It's so so true, Greg. I remember when I retrained in copywriting after working as a freelance writer and uh, and things like that. I um I was really surprised that the way that they taught was based on hours. It was an hourly rate as we're talking about here, and mm-hmm. it never sat well with me. It, I always felt like, well, what if I'm a junior and it takes me twenty hours to do something? Mm-hmm. So what you're going to charge? You just have to charge extra because I'm slow at what I do. Um, And I guess the evolution that I've seen and where I'm at at the moment with Concurve is in that same vein. Now it's based on a model. It's a signature system, if you like, where Mm. there's a transformation pathway and being able to share, you know, there's nine different transformation milestones that we're going to take you through. I've definitely Mm. noticed that that's really been valuable because we're not talking, price just is over here. Price is subjective, Mm -hmm. value is subjective. But the transformation and the milestone we were going to take you through is, is as you say, it's that outcome that that's that's what people are going to hang their head on. Are you going to able? Are you going to be able to move me from where I am over here to where I am over here? Mm. Well, that's what I'm paying you to do. And it, whether it takes two weeks or four weeks or six weeks, as long as I get the outcome that I want, then I'm I'm a happy camper. Mm. So um, yeah, yeah, I'm. You know, there's lots of analogies we can talk about, um, but you know, in terms of the client's perspective, if you can achieve uh, achieve an outcome they want, um, you know, what difference does the price matter? Whether you take one day to do it or ten days to do it, you know, if if you're getting the outcome. <laughs> um, so, and you know, ideally, if the client was going to go through an operation and you. You talk about it, or it's going to take 10 days to get you this result, or we can do this other procedure, which will get the same result, but it's only going to take one day. Which one would you choose? You know, they want yeah. the one day, um, but we, as consultants, if we're charging by the hour, we want the 10 days. Um, so there's a mismatch in, in the client's yeah. desires and what we're trying to provide to them. So if we can take it away from that hourly rate basis, and you know, really package our programs around the the outcomes and transformations that we can achieve, and the value proposition around that. Then it's a much more acceptable process for both client and consultant. Yes, and it's a bit like uh, a bit like the different forms of cricket. You know, we're here in Australia, mm. cricket loving nation from a very general sense. But some if some people want a result, they'll go see a twenty twenty game where it's mm. over in three hours. Um, however, if you're prepared to wait the longer, you might have a one-day game where it might take eight hours. And then mm. if you're really uh, if really happy and you don't mind waiting, there's a test match, which might take five days, and you still might not get a result. So <laughs> yeah. and it, I guess it appeals to different audiences. And I think what we're mm. saying here is very true. If you're if you're serving a client base as well that that is looking for an outcome and maybe it's a time sensitive, then yeah, perhaps you can see how you can condense your resources and time into a shorter time frame. But obviously, mm. you charge a premium for that. So I think yeah. it's um, mm-hmm. so, so. In terms of how you built your business, because obviously, as you in your journey, you've you've seen different mm-hmm. models, and now you have a model uh, where it's a transformation pathway. Do you want to explain a little bit about how you came to do that and what are the the, the transformations? And I guess mm. if you're watching and listening, you can actually apply it to your own business because I think it's yeah. all really relevant. Yeah, I was actually having this conversation with a client or potential client yesterday, and. Um, talking about um, labeling what we do. And in my 
um, businesses in the past. You know, I could have called myself a business coach, uh, could have called myself a business consultant, um, could have called myself a CFO at some point. Um, but none of those labels were really accurate because mm. I had decided I didn't want to be any of those. But because of my previous um, experience in business, I'd really developed my business model to be the solution for the problems I had mm. when I was running my own business. Um, and, you know, there were lots of clients like me um, who needed the same solutions. So, you know, where business coaching was appropriate, I used the business coaching model. Where business consulting was appropriate, I used the consulting model. Where advice and support and, and number crunching was appropriate, I, I brought that into the mix. So what I did was not allow myself to be trapped in the mould of the traditional profession that um, you know a lot of us you know are trained in when we first start off. Um, but I looked outside the the square, if you like, and looked at well, what do my clients really want from me, and how can I provide that solution for them, and revi revise the processes and and pick the ways that I could help my clients best, and as you mentioned earlier, created a, you know, a signature system or a, you know, a transformation process that had a finite beginning and end um, and a you know, set number of steps that we took. Um, so it wasn't based or was loosely based on a, you know, and how long that typically would take. So I'm recovering my costs uh, per hour and you know, adding value beyond that. But it really came down to the price of the transformation that we took our clients through and they were willing to pay that. And particularly knowing that there's a fixed cost um, up front for each part of that process um, that, you know, they, they didn't have this open-ended yep. contract that, you know, they wonder what it's going to cost them in the end. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's really important, the... The fixed term approach, you know, as opposed to just doing something that's that may take how long's a piece of string, a long, long time. But if you can say, look, it's almost like a sprint model where mm. if I can get you this done in this period of time, then and I can prove results, then it's going to have more impact. I mean, yeah. something I'm working on at the moment is, you know, we've got a four week program and then we've got sort of monthly, three month sprints mm -hmm. almost, where yeah. mm. it's a long term view, but I'm mm. here in a I need to do a job within a set time frame, so it, it lessens the risk. So yep. it's sort of risk avoidance. Mm -hmm. um, it's high, you know, it's high value. It's high value, and you know, we're all. Mm. It's very clear about what the outcome is. So how do you? Feel? Mm. So if I'm a, so if I'm an HR consultancy, for example, mm. or a, a technology consultancy, how do I incorporate that kind of model, that kind of thinking into uh, my business, which can be very, you know, here's product A, product B. Product yeah, C. yeah, and. Yeah, great question because there are a lot of professions that are very commoditized. You know, the, every consultant in HR, you know, basically provides the same service or, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what profession it is, the traditional approach really has commoditized that uh, profession down to a certain, you know, expectations from clients about what the consultants will do. Um, so it's, again... I think the first thing is not to try to be all things to all people. You know, 
<coughs> excuse me, we don't have to um, provide all of the typical services that the typical HR consultant will provide, for example. But we can specialise and we can focus on a particular niche market um, where our clients have a specific set of problems that a lot of other clients outside of that specific niche don't really have or have at a different level. So we can become specialists in solving that specific set of problems for a specific set of clients and package our solution around that. And, um, you know, we might be doing the same things in the same way that um, our competitors in you know, a broader space do, but the way we package that up and, and focus on the specific solution that our clients are looking for really makes a difference and uh, we can really highlight that those differences in our marketing and sales approach to add value and show the value that we're offering to those clients and uh, make sure that they see the difference. That's why it's so important to get those foundations right. As you say, you, you pick mm -hmm. a niche, you pick a target market, you get super clear and dialed in on top three to five problems. You test mm -hmm. that out in the market, you get feedback. Some things will stick, some things won't. But once you have an overall idea, then you can speak about what they are. And, and that also boils down to, I've noticed when someone says to me in a, in a, in a sales conversation, oh, can you, you know, can you just send me something or, or okay. you know, or more like yeah, just what do you what do you do um, to set, give me an idea? And of course, what I what I'm doing now, I basically sell it. We solve, we help consulting firms, and we solve these three problems. And I tell them the problems. Then I tell mm -hmm. them, well, instead we're going to focus on X, Y, and Z. And I think that sometimes that's all you need. You need to have a, a bit of a high level view mm -hmm. of what the main problems are. People can dig deeper. Yeah. Um, so, for, for example, we're working with a, a client now. It's an innovation sort of design mm -hmm. consultancy. And yeah. traditionally, they work with startups. And now they want to really focus the energies on a particular area, so mm -hmm. sort of the public sector. And yeah. so what we're doing at the moment is really getting super clear on this public se sector persona, if you like. What, mm -hmm. are their, what are their top three priorities and problems and challenges where they want to be? And then that's going to become the basis for our you know outbound and our, our content mm. sort of plan you know yeah. how do we keep that cadence going but how do we continually talk about the things that, that we believe matter to them after all the mm. research yeah. so um, but that's very different from if you have say a c-level in a large organization completely mm. different set of challenges and, and competing ideas and, and priorities so mm -hmm. again you know it's it's i think the message here is that it's when you're looking to charge what you're worth it's it's really more about it's really tailored towards the audience. If they can, mm -hmm. if you can convey the value about solving their problems, then that's when you're going to get that. You're going to be able to charge more and it's going to be super easy as well because you know that you're just appealing to their problems sort of day to day. Yeah, no, that's, that's right. And I, I think, you know, the way um, consultants try to present themselves in the market, you know, traditionally um, we've used tools like capability statements um, you know, our website is uh, a mini capability statement in a way. But I love what David Meister says about, about that style of marketing. And he asked the, the audience, like, you know, who's ever made a decision to take anyone on um, based on their capability statement or their brochure? Um, mm -hmm. You know, maybe one hand went up out of 150 people in the audience. 
and typically that's you know a, a true a truism that um, you know people don't buy consulting services based on capability statements or you know, any marketing. It's based on the relationship. who you are, what you do, how can you solve my problem and what's the approach. So you know, when we focus on you know, who we are and what we do and try to present that to the market and sell our services, you know, that's when we become commoditized and we're just seen as one of those people who can give us a proposal. Mm-hmm. Um, so really it's about changing the dynamics. You know, As I said earlier, picking the niche market, understanding what their biggest problems are, and focusing our marketing around that um, so that the clients know or don't care so much about what we know, but they sure know how much we care. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's definitely not about all the expertise and all the awards. It's simply about I'll take you from here to here, mm. uh, which is which is really valuable when you're looking to increase our prices so thanks thanks greg it's it's been a really fantastic discussion i hope you enjoyed listening or watching um so uh where can we find you greg um best places to find me on linkedin Uh, do a search for greg roworth and they come up pretty quickly or check me out on my website uh, at businessflightpath.com Fantastic. Um, you can find me at Andy Marmont on LinkedIn or concurve.com.au. This has been the Accepted Authority. Thanks again for listening or watching, and we'll see you next time. Bye.